All right, guys, welcome back to the ZZX Digital Podcast or ZZX Digital Podcast. Um, as I would say, as always, but it's really only the second one. Uh, me, Jacob, and Kyle. Uh, Yo, we since you since uh, so far, I think we're at like thirty people really enjoyed the first episode. So we're gonna make the second yeah, one like very that. similar to this. Um, topics for today are we're gonna we're gonna kind of go over host PRI. Um, which it just has some generally good info, even if you didn't go, just industry stuff that we picked up there. Um, we're going to talk about the new Gymkhana because a new one came out since the last recording, which is probably my favorite one so far. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm, it's up there anyways. It's, like It's, it, it's definitely top three. So um, I know we want to go over those two. Everybody is talking about chat GPT. It is something that we are actually using in our company right now, so we can give you some real-world feedback, whether you are a content creator or a business owner or a marketing agency. Have some feedback on the good, the bad, the crazy with that. Um, and then, yeah, I I mean, this is kind of part of PRI, grid but grid life. Let's, we should definitely yeah. talk about grid life because huge announcements, new tracks, Very big announcements. wild shit. Uh, and somebody actually listened to our entire podcast and submitted the first channel. So uh, make sure to stick around for that. If you are interested in being featured as our, what are you going to call this, like creator shout out? Channel shout yeah, out? something like that. Yeah. I mean, free I sponsored really spot. Thought of a catchy name yet. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, free sponsored spot. Uh, it'll come up at the end. Cool channel. Um, so we'll get to that. But let's uh, let's kick it off with PRI. So second PRI for you. Uh, yeah. Fourth or fifth for me. I can't remember now. But uh, what were your thoughts overall? What were your thoughts? Um, honestly, it, it took a couple of days for me to remember my thoughts. I had like a, a little bit of a, a hangover after not from partying or anything, but just like information overload, yeah. overlord, uh, overlord. overlord. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Overlord. overlord. No, it was, um, there was a lot. It, it was completely different. Like last year when we went, I think because, uh, we were coming off of how slow it had been with, um, like, you know, the coronavirus stuff that when we got there there was so many people were going hard there were so many like big youtubers and it was like kind of everybody was there and SEMA was so small that year um this year when when we were going knowing how big SEMA was I was like I don't know how this is gonna go yeah. and it seemed to be like I said less I want to say less flashy if that um, if that makes sense but it seemed much more exciting like I know we'll touch on it after, but like the grid life announcement, like the way that was even handled, like we, we packed a room, like a, one of the giant uh, boardrooms in there, like yeah, people full. are standing out at the door. Yeah. And they couldn't even get in. So, um, it was definitely a lot of fun. It was uh, busy though. Yeah. It was <laughs> definitely, it was definitely and, packed. Yeah. I, I think the, the having good shoes definitely is, was key for this yep. one. Um, yeah, it was, it was wild. I mean, Quick shout out to uh, the guys from the Discord that came out. That was super cool. I think there was four four guys from Discord that ended up making it out. Um, that was first of all, that was fantastic, and thank you guys for coming. That was great. Um, I I really enjoyed that part. I feel bad because I know I personally <laughs> yeah. didn't get a lot of time to to spend and and do more. But um, just hearing the feedback afterwards was was great, and and it looks like a couple of people are walking away with some deals or some potential deals even for next year. So. That part was awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely busy. I know uh, we went into it with a, a pretty good game plan. Um, but I think that yeah. I think the thing we learned, though, is like you need to, to adapt like that game plan went to shit pretty quick, um, like in 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> it was pretty. Uh, 
it was pretty wild. Yeah, it, it was. I, I mean, we still hit the things we had a, a contract resigning to do. We had a couple of pitches to do. Um, we've got a very large deal that's in the works that I can't really talk about until early next year. Um, but very, very large deal. Um, there was a lot of like negotiating with that. Uh, there was two dinners that we had to go to, uh, which almost turned into three. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, yeah. And then what else was there? I mean, obviously the grid life stuff. And it was funny, you and I, uh, on the Saturday, we, we kind of said, let's just do Saturday as like, uh, like take it easy. We'll do like clean up. Kind we'll of just a throwaway like, day almost. Yeah. We'll just stop in. We'll see everybody get the handshakes and the hugs in. And that was arguably the busiest day. Like both for It was people. the most productive. It was definitely the most productive. Like actual closing of shit, it, it was probably the best one. So it was a lot of like build up and set up through Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday we kind of came through to see everybody again. And then it was like, okay, we're doing this, right? And then that that was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was it was wild. Um no, no, it was like it was definitely the the public was pretty heavy on Friday. So that was I think one of the things we struggled with. Um or at least I did was like trying to make sure that we made it to the places we had physically to. moving through the crowd. <clears throat> yeah. Physically moving. And also the people that you need to talk to are busy, right? They're interacting with um, the public and stuff like that. So definitely Thursday is the day to hit it hard. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're there as a business and you're trying to make your connections and contacts. Um, but like I said, it, it definitely, you needed to be able to adapt, but you still need to have needed to have that kind of outline of, a checklist almost of these are the places I need to hit. But like you said, we had to definitely change that. So it, it was um, definitely fluid. Yeah. You could, you could like run through there on Thursday. <clears throat> like you could, like yeah. you could, you could arms wide out and run through and it'd be fine. And then on Saturday, it was like home of the slow walkers and just trying to get from part to part was like, if you were, if you weren't in like the main middle artery through the, the halls, like you couldn't, you, you couldn't move. And it took almost a day just to get uh, acclimated to like where everything is to begin with, because it's such a large venue, right? Yeah. And I, I did a couple of laps <laughs> just between going back and forth and, and trying to get to places and uh, make sure you made it to the places <laughs> you're supposed to go to. So, <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely, like I said, Thursday was just the miles we put on Thursday is insane. Yeah, we, we kind of got so around exhausted. and saw everybody on Thursday and then more or less had had some some strategic stuff that had to get done on Friday and then Saturday was a cleanup. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. I, I had a shitload of fun. We, we had two fantastic dinners, um, which I mean, I think that's like such a huge part of it too. Is just like those dinners and parties. Um, the was it O'Reilly's and like having all the FD guys there was super yeah. cool. Um, yeah, you're just hanging out and then all of a sudden you look over and it's like everybody from FD is here. Yeah. And it was just, uh, it was chill too. Like it wasn't super, stuffy nobody was like weird about it it was just everyone hanging out and you know chilling and and the deals were still going down at the bar there, actually there was more there was so more i mean the there's bar, so. there was one in particular that uh <laughs> yeah. yeah somebody who is like staunch uh opposed to a particular brand we literally sat there and watched them get converted in front of us and we were laughing watched the it whole unfold yeah so yeah it was uh <laughs> it was pretty good um i i do think the one thing we we walked away from I guess learning this year was, um, budgets and, and how late they're yeah. getting pushed. So to, to kind of get everybody else up to speed, most of the time with even 
like it doesn't even have to be like a large company, like like medium businesses. I would say anything over like maybe 10 employees is probably like a good threshold. Usually they're making predictions or setting budgets based on a quarter. So like every three months. Um, and normally they set a quarter this budget like at the end or near the end of of the previous quarter. Right. So most companies who know what they're and, and, and same thing with like yearly budgets. Right. You're going to set that budget more or less in an amount of time that you can react to it. So traditionally what you would see is like a company, their next year's budget or their or their first quarter's budget um, is going to be set by like October, November. And then, yeah, you would they would be able to make sponsorship decisions because they already know what budget they're working with. And what we found is like, even at PRI, I would say the vast majority of people we spoke to are like, Hey, either we just got our budget and we haven't even figured out allocation or we haven't even gotten that far yet. Like we wanted to wait till black Friday was done. We had to see how holiday shopping was going. We're still feeling out this buyer slowdown. And if it's happening and what, what has been interesting though, um, on that note, like not to swap topics, but the industry doesn't seem to be super worried about the buyer slowdown. It, no, a lot of them have said that it's wasn't plateaued. the impression that we got. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them have said like it's kind of plateaued or at least like the drop is is steadily smoothing out, which was good. Um, and there's a lot of like key indicators within the market that that kind of show that as well. Um, not that I'm a financial wizard by any means, but <laughs> obviously we have to keep an eye on that shit like that, because when buyer slowdown happens, our data and analytics look very different. Not they look bad, but it's like tactics wise, like we we try to build yeah. more brand awareness and, and get people engaged with the brand as opposed to just trying to sell to a brand. But like when people are buying, you're trying to sell to them. So it's like you just have to change tack. Um, but that was probably this year. That was again, I haven't been around for, for five or six years, but just in contrast to last year, when we went to go and talk to brands last year uh, with drivers and, and working on deals, they at least knew what they could, what they could offer. They, I don't, want to say it's just the yes or no it was that they they knew how deep into their pockets they could go yeah. whereas this year it was nobody wanted to give you a clear answer and that's from everybody from the guy asking for you know a couple of hundred bucks at, for each round of of his first season to people who have been racing for years they're all getting the same answers from big brands that like I, I want to tell you yes no maybe but I don't even have the information yet so yeah I think it was like a really big eye opener for people to just kind of hang in there and keep putting in the effort after the fact, like you need to still be on these brands radars after PRI, you know, follow up emails, um, mm -hmm. keep the conversation open because as soon as that money, uh, gets released or they know how much they have to release, you want to be the, the first person in their memory for that. So, yeah. And, and I mean, we, we've kind of been chatting about that, like in the, the PRI channel as well. I think you put in a good post about it. You literally actually have it up now. You're like, uh, I want to stay top of mind, reach out soon. You know, it's yeah. a tough line to walk being pushy and being persistent. So I don't think that's, I don't think I could have put it any better. It's, it's, you, you have to stay top of mind, but don't be rude. Don't be ignorant in, in about it. Like, yeah. no, but there's nothing wrong with following up to, to whoever it is that you're, that you're speaking with and saying like, Hey, just wanted to to check in to let you know that I enjoyed hanging out or I enjoyed our time and talking or whatever. Let me know when uh, the numbers come in, your marketing guys off of uh, vacation, whatever it is. And again, don't send somebody six emails a day because yeah. they're just going to 
what one a they're week? They're just gonna say no. One but, a week. I mean, yeah. if, if it's if you're not getting a ton of response back, another good one is like get get a scheduling app like Calendly, and then present that to them, and then they can they can choose a time that works best for them. Um, then you you kind of put the ball in their court. That's I, that's always worked really well for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, Pierre, I was like I said, it was it was excellent. I I yeah. I had no real no qualms about it. Um, I mean, other than like the walking tacos hitting us particularly hard on the way home. So, and, and that, uh, we didn't get, uh, we didn't get a chance to go go-karting. Yeah. I just man, with it. Yeah. wanted to go, but I mean, we had we, our dinner. We had stuff, like, we had the bad. slightest opportunity to go at one point, but then we would have yeah. had to bail on a whole bunch of people. And I was like, I am not, I'm not, that's not something I'm going to do right now. Like I really want to go go-karting. Um, but I'm like, we can't miss, we can't miss these opportunities. <laughs> yeah. So like, that was the, that was kind of the weighing back and forth on that decision. So I think we made the right call though. I agree. Yeah. It, it was, you know, more business was had not going, but you know, yeah. I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't want to go go-karting <laughs> with a bunch of race car drivers. Like you say obviously. that until you just get absolutely <laughs> smashed and then it's like, Oh That's fine. yeah. I know. It's, if you're going to, if you're going to lose, yeah. lose to somebody who's really good at it. That's right. There's like, you know, at least there's an excuse at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, cool. All right. So let's get on to Gymkhana. Um, new one comes out. Travis yeah. Pastrana based. Back to the Subi roots. Um, felt way less like a commercial. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't take it seriously at first because it opens. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, if you <laughs> have It opens seen with it. him. Yeah. Like crashing into the ground on a base jumping incident. And I was like, did they like spoof this? Like it looked like a real hit. Yeah. And then of course do the research and yeah, he got extremely hurt. <laughs> like that was first days of shooting. So, um, <laughs> to open it with that, you're like, huh? Right. It just kind of puts you into Travis's headspace of how he wanted to, um, make the, the impact he wanted to have on the video. And then and as the you watch it, you're like, it's slow. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then as you watch it, it slowly builds and then all of a sudden goes bananas. Like you're like, oh, this is, this is pretty sweet. I mean, they 50, 50, a, a rail with a car. That's Which pretty sweet. It's like so. the most, like <laughs> everybody talks about the big jumps. Don't get me wrong. The, the big jumps and shit are, are fantastic. But like, that was arguably my favorite part of the whole thing. And I look people like, oh, think, what about like the giant nosedive? And I'm like. Yeah, I've, I've seen but the Dukes of Hazard. People talked. People talk about it less because it was so smooth. It, was it happened, and I was like, "Did did this just happen? Like the no car drama. took it like a champ." Yeah, and that car. Shout out to those guys for building a tank. Mm -hmm. The fact that that thing handled all the the jumps, the nose dives, and all that stuff, and I'm sure that there were repairs in between, but that it was still kicking at the end is a, a testament to just a, a well built machine. Yeah, it was it was wild. I mean. I was kind of hoping that the active arrow that they built into it would have would have stalled the back a bit more or caused enough resistance in the yeah, back. Yeah, similar to, do it. to the to the was it Air Slayer, his other uh, yeah, his hill climb car. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was hoping it would do is is like open those up. But then I kind of realized there was also active arrow. I think in the front, so like it, it probably all I just believe, turns on. So I believe the front one would have been what caused a bit of that issue on the the nose dive over the over the jump over the it, bridge, I guess. It was also a really <laughs> short jump. So like, you know, the, the suspension is unloading in the rear and the front is already over it. So like you can watch it, you know, I'm not like a jump expert, but like you can see it 
like kick it, and like the moment he comes off, he's like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Because like it's it's like plowing as it's going forward, like right off the right off the end. Anybody who's ever ridden a dirt bike or a pit bike and hit a jump that's way too small, going way too fast, you yeah. know exactly the feeling where the back just kicks up and there's nothing you can do. So yeah, it looks like he tried to throttle out of it. I mean, he landed and and somehow kept it, you know, proper side <laughs> <Somehow>. down. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fucking wild that that so, that he survived that <laughs> that the car survived that. But. This video coming on off the heels of um, Electricana, yeah, Electricana. Like, how do you feel about that contrast? Like, this is Travis is a total different, similar style of driver, kind of. <clears throat> like, I don't even know how to put that. Like, him and Ken are both precision drivers, but in a completely different way. And it's these two videos showcase both of them really well but completely differently. I, I look at it as like the mullet of Hoonigan, where it's like business in the front, party in the back. Like the, the electric on it, don't get me <laughs> yeah. wrong, is, was incredible. And like, I'm not taking anything away from it, but like the money that they would have made just in sponsorship to do that probably gave them the freedom to be able to, and like, they didn't blow any massive budget. I mean, they closed down a couple of old bridges. Like one of them, it was already screwed. So like, it probably wasn't a high cost video yeah. unless there's a part that i'm forgetting but like it allowed but either way i feel like electricana was like okay we're gonna do this but then this is what we actually want to do right <laughs> yeah let go loose get cletus to be doing a burnout while right. you guys are racing down which is like a great <laughs> cameo I, mean, I love that cameo sick, and, and yeah. i know you're a massive cletus fan so you you would have for like, sure appreciated that way more than i did and like yeah it was just just the like it was a sketchy compounded, you know what I mean? Like the square root of sketchiness right there. Yeah, because he's doing a burnout at what? Like how fast was he going? It was well over hundred miles an hour. I don't know. He's still but just absolutely destroying those tires. That's and not on a prepped surface. There are palm trees everywhere. Like that's just Yeah. Yeah. No, it I mean, it. overall it was fantastic. Like I I I have zero issues with it. It was a lot more gritty. It was funny. The Subaru like commercial at the end was fantastic like i liked it yeah they did, like it, they, it's again yeah we're mark we're in marketing so obviously that's what we're gonna pick up on and, and enjoy but i didn't think it was like you know distasteful or anything i was like oh yeah it, throw an ad in there it was a good yeah. brand integration it was like you just it was it was one of those like listen we've just given you all of this insane stuff for absolutely nothing the least you can do is watch this cheesy commercial, which was also really <laughs> funny and yeah. well put together to, to inform you of a new product. It wasn't like you should go buy this. It wasn't like we built this car to do this shit. It's like, look at here is this insane show. By the way, Subaru released a new car. That was it. Yeah. Like, and, and here, here's us doing a little bit with it. Okay. Now back to just a little bit of craziness to end it off. Exactly. And like, so it's well done. That, that is how, you you do that like in my mind that that is a good brand integration that is a great way one to get people's attention to keep them engaged in the video and i'm sure if you like watched and here's what's interesting too is like in the in the same way that like marvel has the post credit sequences hoonigan did the same thing where like it was a mid-roll ad realistically but it was near the end and they left enough of the video left in the timeline for you to be like well I'll just sit through it. I'm quick. not going to leave. Yeah. I'll yeah, just sit course. through it quick. Cause like, I know all the crashes and shit are about to happen. 
So, right. you know, shouts out to, to I mean, it, it goes without saying, Hoonigan's marketing team is is incredible. They're top notch. They're, they're arguably the best in the business right now, uh, at least in the automotive side. I will say that like, um, there, there are other companies who other marketing brands that do incredible work in other stuff, but like they set the tone for what everybody else should do. Not that, not like, I guess not, not even should do, because like in my mind, you shouldn't just follow somebody else blindly just because they did something cool. Um, but they, they definitely set a but, standard. And, and we're going on a dozen of these videos and there aren't any of them that are really bad mm -hmm. that I can think of. There were obviously there are ones that are better than others, but to be able to just continually raise the bar and do something different, like this one had different stuff in it that we hadn't seen before. Like it's not stale. It's not garbage re regurgitated content. It's always new. It's always pushing the boundaries. It's always, again, just being creative. And that takes a lot for them to do that every time to come up with bangers after like one after another. And it's not like 10 years in the middle either. Like, uh, Electricana, I know that they worked on that video for a long time, but <clears throat> that was only a couple of months ago that that was released. Right. Yeah. And then to have this release now is it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good timing. Um, I think it's interesting that they like time it during specific like automotive events as well. Like obviously Electricana comes out before SEMA um, this one comes yeah. out just before PRI. I don't know if that was like intentional or just the way it came out. Part of it also is like, it comes out before Black Friday. It also comes out before Christmas season where it's like, oh, hey mom, like, because I believe there was like a merch line. There's going to be some sort of merch attached to this. Like, yeah, this is, this is all very well thought out. This is all very well planned. Like make no mistake. There was no mistake made like that. That's they, they did this correctly. So yeah, nothing was on accident. Right? No, so. no. For the record, I'm pretty sure it's by accident. This is like one of those weird pet peeves I have when people call My it bad. on accident. It's fine. It's fine. But like, <laughs> I will always correct you on that one. <laughs> Don't, you can't even say, sh I can't say shit. Like I'm, I'm the worst at spelling and nobody says anything about it, even though I'm no, I know I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just fix it. That's it. Speaking of spelling mistakes, let's talk about chat GPT because it makes no spelling mistakes. I've been using it like a spell checker, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> that, I, that's why all of your content has been coming out much more crisp and clean and without errors. Yes. So between like using Google Doc as a spell check, using Grammarly and now ChatGPT as a spell check, I should never spell anything wrong again. Um, so if you if you don't know, um, there's a, a, a large company called OpenAI who they're not even the leader in AI, but they're probably the most public facing company that's doing AI. Um, they released a new chat tool called ChatGPT, which is best based on GPT-3, which is their all-in AI integration up until 2021. So it basically has all the information that their automation and, and deep learning systems have picked up since 2021. Um, and then they have turned it into a chat tool, similar to like, stuff that you would have learned on like MS, like, I, I don't know, there was like old chatbots on MSN. I don't know if you remember those. Um, <laughs> yes. I just like totally aged myself with that one. Yeah. You just dated yourself there. Yeah. For the older crowd, you remember that little like paperclip, it, like that thing. And then for the newer crowd, I've got nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. TikTok filters. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyways, it, it's, it's completely free to use. I think you have to sign up for an account, but people are like very much pushing the limits of what it can do. So 
It's native in every language, including almost every coding language, which has helped me a lot in the in the last week, to be honest with you. Um, and it is it is it understands tone. It understands it understands inflection. It understands obviously grammar and punctuation and character counts. So like, if you are into marketing, it's it's not like I can just tell it, hey, create like the best Facebook ad ever. But I can I can essentially say, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what, how I want you to format it. And it will start doing that for me. And then I can go and like clean it up and then add my own flair to it from there. So it's. Yeah, wild. it still it still has to have a little bit of the uh, human oversight. Right. It, it's not like like you say the the AI writing bots that were kind of a little bit more popular a year ago and then were very unpopular. But um, from what I've seen come out from it, like b- between stuff that you've done and stuff that uh, stuff that our other writers have done, it seems to be like pretty, pretty good. Again, you have to, I don't want to say babysit it, but you have to obviously put a human eye on it and make sure there's no, you know, stuff that everything actually makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it seems to be changing the game. It's It's definitely different. I mean, like I said, at this point, I don't think it is a tool that's going to completely um, replace a human. What I do think it's done and what it's done for us is it, it's allowed us to be, to reserve creativity. I think it's probably the best way I can explain it where it's like yeah. normally, you know, we'll spend meetings where we're like pitching ideas off each other. Or we're trying to figure out a standpoint or like a client has sent us an idea of what they want. And then you have to use up energy, creative energy to like try and create something. And it can be very difficult to get a thought in your head and then convey it to somebody who also has their own thought in their head. What I like it for is like, I have an idea of what I want. I can like describe it to that thing. And it doesn't like, it doesn't have its own idea of what it should be. It's just trying to create what you're telling it. Like it doesn't have an opinion on what you're telling it. So you, it's just having this great sounding board that can present you examples after. And it just reserves so much creativity that like, I'll get it to a point, I'll get an ad or a blog post or something like that to like 70%. Um, I think that's probably a safe point to about 70%. And then I go, Oh, I know where I want to go with this now. And like the, me trying to tell it what to do isn't, yeah. is no longer, I'm at the point of diminishing return. And the only way to fix this and get it to the, to the finish line is just to do it myself. And then I just take it from there. And it's, it's phenomenal in, in that regard. But you save, like you said, so much uh, creative uh, power, we'll call it, right? Because you only have so much of it in the day that you can use. <laughs> like, that's how it feels some days, right? So you're not wasting it just banging your head against a wall trying to get one sentence down. Because once, like you said, once you have that idea to build off of, everything just kind of seems to fall in place. And to have something that can not only just start the idea, but be good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, give you ideas at the same time, right? And it's, like you said, the fact that it... it it's writing unbiased, right? Yeah. It's, it's writing without, without your preconceived idea that has a little bit of a, a different charm to it. Yeah. And, and to be clear as well, there is a ton of AI writing and, and copywriting and ad writing and image based tools. Like this is not the first by any means. There's a whole bunch. And, and I've, I mean, last Christmas I went and demoed it. Um, I have a, over Christmas break, I have like a bad habit of like, okay, this is when I try software. And this is when we like redo <laughs> yeah. infrastructure and stuff. And like, 
you know, so I demoed a bunch of them and, and last year they weren't at a place and they also weren't, I didn't see the value in it at that point. And, and Google for the last year has very much been combating AI. Um, yeah. To stop this from happening where, uh, like, it's interesting, like Google's AI is able to recognize AI written word, um, based on its actual lack of flaws, which is interesting. Um, and, and like, if you're trying to like gain SEO by, by just using AI, there's actual issues with that. And if you get, you get caught, you can be downranked. Um, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of other tools out there, but what's different with this is that it's not just one tool. Like the tools that I've tried before were just meant for blogs or just meant for Facebook or Google ads or just meant for, you know, whatever Twitter threads. This is like everything. And like on the code side of it too, like I had an issue uh, last week where I was trying to bold a hyperlink. So that way it like, if somebody needed something, it was, it was an email thing. It was like for a store, if something was out of stock, it said, please, you know, please email before placing your order to understand what the potential shipping time could be. And we wanted that. And like, when you looked at it on the page, you need to be bold. So it stood out. So people would hit that. I had to sit in a very particular spot and I could not make it happen. It kept like left justifying, kept doing all this shit. And it's on Shopify, so, like, you can use CSS, but you also have to use Liquid, which is their own code. So it's this very, like, I know there's probably somebody who knows code really well. It's like, <laughs> this is, like, three lines, yeah. dude. I'm like, yeah. And it was. It was, like, four lines. But I, I put in the problem. I, I wrote it out very similar to how I said it. What's going to be really interesting is when you can, I don't know if it has, like, a microphone adaptation where, like, you can speak to it. Cause that, Just speak to it. Yeah. Holy fuck. Because that'll, that'll change it. That'll all. change. If it doesn't, it might already have that. Um, now I need to check. But I, I basically dictated out this issue and it spit out the code immediately. And it was like, here you go. This is, this is, this is it. And I went copy and paste and then preview. And I went, oh, that's perfect. Like what? And, and there was no write up on this. Like I could not find this specific example anywhere. I found similar things and I spent two hours trying to demo to get it to work and it didn't work. And in this case, I spent two minutes typing out what I wanted and it spent 15 seconds producing it. And then I was done. So, yeah, could it write an entire website for you? Probably, to be honest with you. <laughs> it probably could, but it's just not like at I said that, that point yet. Which is good news for us as writers. Yeah. That at least we're still needed to be around and check things. So, yeah, you cannot right now speak directly to it to get it to type to, te type to text, but you could use a Windows plug-in or a Mac plug-in or something to do that for you. So I should probably just install that. And then I'm just going to be yelling at my computer all day. No chat GPT. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I highly recommend people play with it. Don't do it during working hours because it keeps crashing it. And I'm getting really upset. Um, I highly recommend you go and look <laughs> at it. Do not use this as a tool to replace somebody. But if you are looking at getting, I will say this right now, if you are looking, if you are lost in your career, you are looking to get into some sort of marketing and you want a cool direction and be ahead of everybody, learn how to work with AI. Don't not develop or build it, but how to no, prompt it with correctly it in tandem. Yes. Yeah. How to, how to learn how to prompt it. I mean, I, that's the only way I can explain it. Like it's not manipulated. It's just, no, but there's an art in asking the question. Yes. Right? Like, yes. That it needs, the question needs to be asked properly to get the answer you need. Yes. So you learn how to ask those questions in the way that the chat or that the AI needs to hear it. Right. 
Yeah. What's the uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Right. What is what is the answer to to the universe and life and and everything overall? And it says forty two. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. It's like, well, you didn't ask the right question. So, like, now we're going to build a, a bigger robot to figure out what the correct question is. There so, we go. It's only as good as your input. And, and that's that's how I that's see right. it. That's right. But it's fucking really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Speaking of else, it's really good. Oh, I love these segues. I'm going to practice these. <laughs> Grid Life yeah. has announced its tentative oh schedule. Um, yep. What's crazy is there's still more to come. Like, Alpine yeah, Horizons there were a wasn't even of TBDs there. Yeah, Alpine know, Horizons nobody, wasn't even, even conf- talk about it. I know, like one yeah. of their one of their coolest events, bar none. They didn't even. They were like, "Hey, hold my beer. We don't need it. We yet. haven't even worked <laughs> on that yet because we got crazier <laughs> shit, which was which was just wild. I probably should have pulled this up ahead of time, so I should let yeah, you. Yeah, like, I was gonna. I, I mean, we have a couple of things that we they're going back to Lime Rock, yeah. right? Which is so. So I guess like the biggest, uh, the biggest thing is that they're separating the events into the more driver focused events, which are, um, I can't remember what they're called already as if I already forgot that, but, (laughs) and then the festival style events, um, that way you're not going to one expecting the other, right? Going to a festival style event and expecting to get as much seat time as possible or somebody who's, who wants to have more of the, uh, atmosphere and more, more of the party side of it as well doesn't end up going to an event that's that's just lapping all day all day and night so yeah um it's just so i like that they split things up like that um and obviously they've always had it like that but like this was a very it made it much easier to consume what you're getting right yeah i guess like what what i meant was that they simplified it right like they made it so that anybody who's you know if my spouse is looking to buy me tickets and she could easily figure it out because we actually went through this of her trying to buy me tickets last year right that she wasn't sure right which one which ones to go for now it's a lot easier to easier for her to figure out but it's also they they went to 12 events this year from 15 yeah. but they added some major tracks yes I, I think the easiest one to go towards is laguna seca which is going to be a festival and it doesn't sound like there'll be any sound uh, limits at all. No sound ordinance, and they are supposed to be allowing drift, which. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I finally got the schedule pulled up here. So let me, let me just okay, there move we this go. to another. Yeah. Like good job stalling both I mean, of us. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the last round, right? Or, well, it's not the last. It's late in the year. No, it happens it's just one. after Irwindale, right? It's the week after it Irwindale. Is the last one. Yeah. So, which is perfect because that means that they're if they're allowing drifting there. I mean, there are a whole bunch of professional level drift cars that will already be in California yeah. that don't need to run the next month, so they can, just, you know, be ridden hard and put away wet. It, so yeah, it's it's gonna as long as the cars are still together, right? That's that's the big thing. Um, so super lap, lap battle at Coda. That's how they start the season, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, spring kickoff at Carolina Motorsport Park. So Seth Carolina, cool that they're getting back to like as close to Atlanta, I guess, as you can, um, because that that crowd is is massive. And I think chatting with Chris, he actually mentioned that like this event was one of the ones that people were the most excited about, which is wicked. Like there's a huge following for Grid Life in the South because yeah. of because of Road Atlanta. Unfortunately, that whole thing dissolved. That, that's a whole episode to itself. <laughs> Um, and then grid life at the Glen. So Watkins Glen, New York. So another like incredible historic racetrack that doesn't let anybody do anything ever 
And yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. the six, so the success of Lime Rock last year opened up these tracks. I agree. Right. It, yeah. it, because, because now track owners are going, wait a minute, this isn't just a bunch of festivals, a bunch of people ruining stuff. And then I'm sure they, they got the metrics and the dollar amounts and the, the concession sales and all that stuff and yeah. went, okay, we need in, yeah. we, we can't be just doing club weekends. Like one of these festivals could make our year. Just, right? just so. like parking, like just to charge for parking yeah. alone is probably going to make them more than they would have seen from, from several club weekends. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Track owners. Thank you for young people. Finally moving into a position of power is also what I'm going to probably put this to. Um, Likely. Yes. Um, Rev up weekend, which is cool. So it's like a week or two before Southwest or before Gingerman Festival, um, which is neat because now it's allowing the local guys to get their cars dialed in because with the festivals, like track time is going to be limited because now you've got drifting in. Uh, I think that's also where they're doing HPDE. So now there won't be any HPDE at the festival, which is kind of cool because to be honest with you, it's really hard to watch. Like, not to sound shitty, it's people learning. It is what it is. It's people yeah, learning. Nobody sure. wants to watch somebody learn to do something. It's you don't. <laughs> right? You want no, you want to you want to be entertained by an expert. Not nobody's like you know what I really enjoy <laughs> is is watching somebody learn how to take something apart. No, it's like I want to watch a master repair a Rolex. Not not fucking <laughs> some guy learn how to take apart yeah. his first watch. Sometimes it's funny, but it's entertaining for the wrong reason at that but, point. But it gets old fast too, yes. right? Um, yeah. So the Midwest or Midwest, yeah, Midwest Festival. Yeah, the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watkins Glen is a festival, though. Just to go back to that. So, which is yeah. wild. Um, also, I believe drift is is, is supposed to be allowed there yes, as well. Anywhere there's a festival, there should yeah. be drifting. So the, like the festival is yeah. like arcade. They they broke it out so like you know exactly what you're getting. Um, yeah, and, and color coded it and all this stuff. Yes, right? very very well put together. Um, I liked it. Yes. Uh, after that is Autobahn in Chicago. Super cool track. Uh, they've been there a bunch in Juliet, Illinois. Um, New Jersey Motorsport Park for a club weekend. So non-festival, but like cool track, unique track. Kind. I, I just, I mean, I like that they're, they're bridging out. They're getting to that Northeast as well. Like it's, it's very, it's very well thought out. Once again, none of this was by accident at all. Um, no. Midsummer meets mid Ohio, Lexington, Lexington, Ohio. Pretty cool. Another festival. Then Circuit Legends back at Lime Rock, which will be a festival. Is sick. Um, and then back down to Heartland in uh, Kansas. Wait, KS? KS is Kansas? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I think so. <laughs> that's a club weekend. <laughs> then Street Special at Willow, in, at Willow, at Willow Springs, um, Streets of Willow, which is a fucking super cool track. Um, which is another club weekend. And then Laguna Seca. And yeah. like I said, they had Alpine Horizons as like a, we're still figuring that shit out. So yeah, that was the TBD. Right? It, may, like, it may or may not even happen. And like, yeah, as much as I, I've never actually been to an Alpine, I've been to every Midwest other than the ones in COVID. Um, I, not that I don't care, but like, I'd still rather I go to Laguna. Laguna Seca and I stopped listening to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite track. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. So when are we going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I, it's, it's incredible. Um, I don't think they have this up on their website yet. I found this on track Midwest, which is like the kind of the unofficial home of, of everything, uh, grid life, which is super cool. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. So yeah, that's, that's all I can say is like, I am absolutely pumped in whatever regard I am participating in it as a contractor, as uh, fuck it, as an advertise advertiser there, uh, as, as just an attendee, I am excited. So yeah, it's going to be a, a busy year, right? Like <laughs> it's, it, there's no, there's no boring, not there's no boring events. Obviously I'm, I don't mean that in derogatory way, but it just seems like there's so much stuff where it's like every, every month there's two to three where you're like, I have to go, yeah. I have to go to these. And that's going to be, that's going to be difficult. You might as well just start saving your pennies now and just be part of that traveling circus for the whole year. If there's, because you're not going to want to miss any. Yeah. I would say based on the FD schedule, uh, based on this, based on the F1 schedule, based on even some of the stuff that I'm seeing come out of like other racing series, this like 2023 could go down as one of like the greatest years in racing in, in America. Um, and I, I know I'm not even touching NHRA or Indy or drag rate, like, or, or, or NASCAR. I know I'm not like, these are just the things I am actively consuming. Like I passively consume the rest. Like if I hear about it, I'm like, okay, we'll put that somewhere back here. But like, holy shit, this is going to be insane. That your passport's going to get a workout this year. I know mine is like, I'm already, <laughs> right. I'm already like, I don't know how we started. Jess and I've started mapping it out um, to figure out how I, it's going to work. I saw the board even when I, even when I was there and my wife said the same thing. She's like, you're going to have to start, you know, uh, paying attention to when weekends are <laughs> yeah. like when these events are and which ones you can actually make. Um, because I mean, for us, it's a double-edged sword too, because we, we work so many of them that you, we can't go to them all. Like you sometimes need to have somebody back, um, at their workstation to be able to, to do what we do. Yep. Um, but we definitely, uh, we're definitely going to have to make it out to a couple and Laguna Seca, if it can happen, that's the one. I, I, the, I, I, <laughs> that is, we, we are yep. going, we are going. <laughs> yeah. Pending natural disaster, pending whatever, we yeah. we are absolutely going to that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So we will We're going. we will set up like an official, unofficial ZZX meetup there. Um yeah. so when we'll the tickets go on down. sale, get tickets. Let's set something up. Fuck it. Maybe we'll we'll buy a booth and just to have somewhere to hang out. Like <laughs> yeah, just to have some shade. The booth prices aren't <laughs> that bad. Like once you once you look at like okay. Once you like actually factor everything in, because it usually comes with some sort of camping pass, it might actually make sense for me to get a booth to just hang out <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, why man. not? Yeah. Um, cool, man. We did this one like really quick. We're only like 42 minutes. This is wild. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else we, we hadn't touched on. I mean, <laughs> for the most part, we got everything. Um, it, it's uh, you said NHRA and I just like was thinking about some. Oh, John Forrest. Funny moments involved. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, any, anybody that was at PRI, you already know. There's so a good chance, I you just, know. Uh, um, and if it hasn't <laughs> hit like YouTube and shit like that, I'm not going to be the one to break that news, but, uh, no, yeah. but it's yeah. great time. John, John Forrest <laughs> got on stage and, and we learned why he is a living legend. Um, yeah, that man, that man has <laughs> yep. comedic ability, drag racing ability, business ability. There's very few things that man can't do or won't do. Uh, which we, which yep. we learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just, and no shame, just so cryptic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tell your story. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe yeah. one day it'll get leaked. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any like major announcements. I I, I know you and I have to figure out what we're going to do about the podcast during the holiday break. I I mean, we'll 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 figure it out as yeah, we go. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. And I mean, obviously, it also if there's anything newsworthy that happens in the industry, obviously we'll we'll sit down and and do a podcast about it. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we can find some time over the holidays to to do another one. There's always stuff to talk about. So, yeah. And I, I think I think we do have to get a, a podcast channel if we don't already have one up in Discord. So if you guys have ideas or things you want us to talk about or cover yeah. automotive, like it to be some sort of marketing general. I mean, we can we can always bring it around to marketing. That's not hard. Um, yeah. Well, by the time this goes out, we will have that channel up in Discord. You can find all the recent episodes in there. Um yeah, and then we'll, if you have ideas, let's we'll start a chat thread, and then we'll read through that before our show, and maybe those become talking points. So, uh, cool. Well, let's get into um, our our free sponsored segment. So, if you didn't catch it at the top of the episode, we are going to reserve the last few minutes of every show to do a shout out to somebody who submits to us. So you can email us at uh, what is it podcast at zzx dot digital. Um, Shoot us an email. Not dot, not dot com. It's zzx.digital. Digital, People always get it wrong. I'm so super weird like that. And I thought it was a great idea and it's turned into more of a pain in the ass than it's worth. Um, but yeah, send us over your channel. Send us over a brief description. Things you want us to talk about. Things you want us to highlight. Um, and and we're, we're going to do them in order as we get them. Um, as long as they're like not ridiculous. Um, we hope that they're automotive based. I think that should be a caveat. Yeah. They have to be automotive based in some way. This is an automotive and marketing podcast. So, um, yeah, first one up is from Tyson, who is actually somebody I know. So thank you, Tyson, for getting that far. Uh, Tyson is the videographer and editor for the Chrome to Envy YouTube channel, which is based around uh, a buddy of mine since college named Randy Allway, who's a welder and fabricator uh, out of a small town called Smithville, Ontario, which probably nobody knows where that is. That's fine. Feel free to look it up. <laughs> I mean, I know where it is. Yeah. Um, Randy, uh, yeah, welder, fabricator, general badass, uh, lots of cool stories about him. He worked on the, uh, the monster energy, uh, motocross tour. He went to, I believe he went to like clown school as well. He's like my Steve-O is probably the best way I can explain him. Um, yeah, just, just a total badass. Hopefully that's uh that's not a dig. No, no, no. He's not a drug addict. We're good. And Steve-O's recovered for like 12 years now. Anyways. Yeah. Um, there you go. So Randy is into dirt track, circle track, whatever you want to call it, um, runs a Mustang, is 2.3 two, three, two, three liter. Um, so that's, I think they call it like, oh, I don't know what actual class of racing that is. And I'm sorry. I always thought it was Thunderstock or Thunder Modified. I know there's a bit of a difference. Either way, it's like mostly front wheel drive. He has stuck rear wheel drive with the Mustang. His YouTube channel is basically chronicling everything in regards to that. He also has some cool fabrication tips on there. Um, some really cool stuff. The video quality in the last couple of months since Tyson came on is like massively, massively improved. Um, Tyson is very clearly shooting with the Sony. You'll see, uh, we're going to put a link <laughs> down below for the channel trailer. Um, I, I feel like I have a really good eye to figure out what people are shooting on. If you're, if you don't have that eye, Sony's do blacks and grays and whites incredibly well, but are a little weird everywhere else. Whereas like Canons do skin tones incredibly well, but are a little weird everywhere else. And then you've got Panasonic that just does whatever the fuck Panasonic wants to do. It can't focus on anything. Yeah. And this is mine shot on a Panasonic. <laughs> Kyle's a shot right yeah, now manual. on a Canon. If you want to like yeah. contra uh, contrast the two. And then you've got those weird Nikon people. Although there is like, 
Yeah, I won't even get into the Nikon people. Although <laughs> Fujifilm, the new Fuji, nice, yeah. the new Fuji cameras yes. that are coming out are fucking nuts. Um, I w- I was, that's what I was going to get yeah. was uh, was a Fuji before Mini I picked stock. up the camera. Send in the so. email. I should have ra- there you go. Yeah. Mini stock. So raise that Maravel speedway. I know the email just came in. Yeah. right. Like yesterday. So yeah. I mean, it's uh, perfect timing. Thursday. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Six ten p.m. So there we go. Um, Love the channel. I've been a part of it uh, on my other channel, which is Pissnet Productions. If you want to go check that, it's not very active, but there's a lot of cool shit there. Randy is in there quite a lot. So if you do like his stuff, you can check out some of that stuff. But I highly recommend, uh, we'll put it in the the show notes, if I remember, down below. Um, Really cool channel. Super cool guys. Uh, His right-hand man, and I I can't fucking remember his name. The guy that works with Randy is hilarious. I can't remember his name and it's, I, I feel bad. There's Johnny who works with them. And then there's another guy who's like really little and wily and like crazy. Um, yeah. I'm just watching the, the, the trailer right now. Anyways, please go take a look at it. Um, yeah. And, and obviously if you want to be featured, if you want to be next on it, hit us up. Yeah. yeah. Said, hit us up. It's yeah. I mean, literally just email us podcast at ZZX.digital, not.com, not.ca, not.org, not digital. Um, and we will, we will get you in queue. So I'm happy that we got to do it. I'm happy that the first one was a very good friend of mine with an incredible channel that deserves a lot of, a lot, a lot more followers. Um, cool. Anything else you want to go over? Or is that, uh, is that pretty much it? I think that's it. Like we're doing great on time. 